It was interesting to talk to Jose Fernandez after the game. He called Tulane an NCAA tournament team and said Houston is maybe the most talented team in the league. Well, Tulane lost to Houston, so I think that spells the end for Tulane as far as hoping to get into the tournament. The Bulls are in great shape to get there. Houston, of course, has to win the conference. So the two teams from Texas playing the two teams from Florida, and as Jose says, and I can attest to, Houston does have the talent. It's just been all Bulls both times they played. The first time in Houston, it was 55-35. That's when the Cougars could not hit a three. And then just last Wednesday in Tampa, as you know, a 49-16 first half. The Bulls' best half by far of the season ended up being 71-38. Well, last night, Houston scored the game's first 11 points, and Layla Blair, who has not been on against the Bulls but has been their top player, was on. Hit five three-pointers. They were actually had 15-2 in the game. Tulane, though, cut it to three at the half, and it really felt like they had gotten their defense back. They were going to be fine. Didn't matter to Houston. They answered right back. They were up 46-30. Tulane again got it down to three, but the Cougars made enough free throws. Blair scored 23 points. That's the main person the Bulls have to be concerned about. Brittany Anya Jay is their other great three-point shooter, but she was 0 for last night. Tierra Young, a transfer from LSU, had a big game, 18 points. Played 29 minutes despite not starting. So Houston at 16-14 and 14 will not be an easy one. I know what they say. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. And I kind of laugh at that because if you're way better than the other team, you'll beat them three times. But even though the results would make it look like the Bulls are way better than Houston, no way. This is going to be a tight one and we'll be on the air at 7 o'clock. Congratulations to the Bulls. Melanie Green, the sophomore out of New York, Won the championship, actually tied, but that still counts as an individual title. Her first as a collegiate tied with Lovisa Gunnar from Tulsa at even par. That's how difficult the Trinity Forest Golf Club was playing. The team that won this event was Texas Tech and finished 22 over par. They actually were great in their last two rounds, one over and even after going 21 over in their first round. The Bulls ended up tied for fourth at 39 over par and really could have been in second. Tulsa finished just three shots ahead of them. Bulls had their best round of a plus six, but again, Melanie Green was the player that stood out, shot a 74, a 72, and a 70. Another Bull finished in the top 10, Anna Maria Barriga. She finished at six over par. It has been windy here. There was sleet on the course, which head coach Erica Brennan mentioned in a quote on GoUSFBulls.com, said the team's attitudes and focus were outstanding and Melanie was so strong from start to finish. And for a while, the Bulls had a chance at two individual champions as Alvin Bergstrom was the leader through two rounds at the Calton River Collegiate on the men's side, finished one shot out of first place. Actually, two players tied for first individually from Ohio State and Kansas State, then Bergstrom, 13 under par. He had a 369 on his final round after going 66 and 68. And somewhat disappointing for the Bulls, they were the highest-ranked team in this field. Actually, the top three teams were not in the top 50. Ended up being Georgia Southern, 30 under. Cincinnati, 21 under. The Bearcats actually were tied with Georgia Southern midway through the round but lost by nine shots. Still beat the Bulls. Kansas State, 20 under. Then Ohio State ranked 17 under. Michigan State, 15 under. And the Bulls in sixth place out of 15 teams. So the women finished fourth out of 16, the men sixth out of 15. It was Alvin Bergstrom, and then just too much of a drop-off. Now, he shot great, but Sam Nicholson was 11 shots behind him right around par at two under, and Luke Gifford ended up shooting rounds 
of 73, 74, and 72. Run Yu Prey Young was actually the only other bull to shoot under par for even a round besides Nicholson, and that was his final round yesterday. He finished tied for 41st at four over par. Bulls have yet to get everybody playing hot at once, but man, was Alvin Bergstrom hot this past weekend, and who knows, his overall national ranking might even move up from six. Tough night for the baseball team, losing 18-8 to at the beginning. Everything was going well, even though Boston College hit a homer on the game's first pitch because of one guy, remember, he had been off the team for one weekend, but got back on the bench and then into the starting lineup again, and Nick Gonzalez came to play. Gonzalez swings, drives into center field, and that drops for a base knock. No problem coming from third for Cantu. The wave around third for Rivera. He touches home, and the Bulls have taken a two-run lead off of an RBI single from Nick Gonzalez. He's up to three ribbies tonight. Obviously, that's Ryan Urquhart on the call. The Bulls were going to have to keep the offense going, though. That 4-2 to lead was wiped away right away in the fourth inning. Two errors in the inning, just one hit. BC scores three runs. Two more in the fifth on a two-out RBI single. But then Carmine Lane comes to the plate twice and delivers both times. He's incredible. Swing at a high fly ball. This is cranked pretty well to center field. Back at the wall, and it's gone. A leadoff solo shot for Carmine Lane. His fourth home run of the season. And the Bulls get an immediate response. They're back within two, a 7-5 score. Swing and a roasted line driver up the left field line once again. Rosenblum is going to get the green light. He's coming home on the wave for Brutcher as well as there's trouble in the corner. It's a two-run double for Carmine Lane. He comes through clutch again and cuts the lead in half for Boston College. It's 10-8. to Unfortunately, the scoring would stop there. Lane, by the way, now has 17 RBI and is hitting 438. Offense did enough. Pitching was a problem for the Bulls. Nolan Hootie struggled five runs, none of them earned. Two relievers gave up four runs apiece. The Bulls used six pitchers. It's not like Boston College had some great standout. The Eagles used nine pitchers. Yeah, it was one of those games. In fact, I got the raw game recording. Thank you, Ryan Urquhart. Four hours and 34 minutes of a broadcast. Tough one. We won't be replaying it. Just know that the Bulls combined walk nine through 210 pitches only 116 for strikes, that's barely more than 50%, and four hit batsmen and five wild pitches. On a positive, along with Lane and Gonzalez, Marcus Brodale had his first three-hit game, the freshman from Dunedin. Kind of important game today at 2 o'clock. The Bulls don't want to fall close to 500. They're 7-5 and five on the season. Again, we'll present Jim Lauk's call courtesy of ESPN Plus. And just a note, that will be on Bulls Unlimited 2. Basically, we do have Bulls Unlimited 1 available in the afternoon, but just because baseball games, you don't know how long they'll be, and we wanted to be able to have things set up for you. In fact, let's lay it out for you. On Wednesday afternoon, we will be replaying last night's women's basketball along with last week's game against Houston, but we will add in at 3 o'clock the classic 2007 football game against West Virginia. Usually we save that for Thursday nights, but we anticipate our Thursday night being filled with basketball. So while that's on Unlimited, basically women's basketball mixed in with the classic football game against West Virginia, Bulls Unlimited 2 is going to house the simulcast baseball at 2 and the new Brian Gregory show, which was taped last night, will begin at 5 o'clock or right after that baseball game, so around 5 o'clock. 
That's why you got to follow us on Twitter, and that's, of course, why we have two channels. Now, we could have simulcasted the softball doubleheader, but wanting to get the Brian Gregory show on the air, and just from a technical angle, it was going to be way too tricky. So just know that the softball team is playing a doubleheader, and you can attend, of course. Chance to see Georgina Cork, see if she can keep it going. Her last midweek game was okay. What with the 19 strikeouts, a school record. Stetson is the opponent. Hatters are 9-12. and 12. They were 9-6. and six. Obviously have lost six in a row, including last weekend. This is tough. They hosted their own event. And went 0-5. Two defeats to South Carolina Upstate, two to FIU, one to Bethune-Cookman, and the issue was offense. Only once in those five games did they score more than two runs. That was an 8-5 defeat to FIU. So a chance for the Bulls to keep their winning streak going, it would appear. They went 5-0 and last weekend and have taken nine in a row overall. We'll recap that for you tomorrow on the show, along with today's baseball and, of course, tonight's women's basketball. Staying busy here in Fort Worth and loving it. This has been Bullspeed.